Welcome everyone to the Sydney Property Muppets podcast. My name is Kurt Lawther. I am a real estate agent and with me is... Chris Clark, a buyer's agent. Oh, how are you going this morning, Chris? I'm going very well. Very well today, thank you. Oh, that's very lovely. Uh, so today, uh, our topic is post-inspections expectations. Now, I'm not a rapper, but that's just happened to flow. Quite nicely there. That was good Quite nicely. Look, I, I thought it was a good one for us to talk about. More maybe me to ask you a few questions on, Kurt. I know a lot of buyers or potential buyers out there, they go and look at these inspections. They're trying to get a feel for what they should be buying, or they might be very close to buying, um, but they're not really too sure or comfortable with what are the expectations. Once they inspect a property, they obviously meet lovely Kurt or whoever it might be, an agent on the side, or maybe two or three, you guys gang up. Um, we do like to gang up. And then afterwards... You know, on the Monday, they get follow-up calls from properties they've seen. What, what are you, your expectations from a real estate agent on those people providing you clarity, information? What are some tips you can give them? Uh, so first of all, I think it's actually very important to put yourself in the mind of a vendor. And okay. The, and the vendor. Sell the person selling the property. The person selling the place and what the expectation and what they would love from their agent. And that's consistent. Mm and regular follow-up of the buyers coming through. Because as a vendor, if a buyer's come through, buyers have come through, and the agent doesn't follow up, you're not doing a good job. The vendor's probably not gonna be happy about it. Um, So- Lost information, isn't it? It's like a touch point. If I'm selling a house, I wanna know how it's going through the campaign. Okay. Exactly. So I can understand that, but what is a a buyer? What should they then be doing? Okay, so from that point on, the real estate agent, if someone comes through on a Saturday, Mm. is, some people get a follow-up call on the, the Saturday afternoon. I'm more for, I'm going to call you on the Monday. Yep, fair. Now, depending on how frequently, but generally, I just try and keep it to, I'm going to call you on the Monday. If I get a voice message, I try and leave a text message. Yep. Um, that's not always the case if we've got a lot of people through. So expect a call on the Monday. Expect a call on the Thursday. Right. Because we, we have Wednesday open home. So if we get a voice oh, okay. Yep. So when I first started in, lots of energy, we'd try and call the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but as you get more properties, more stuff to do. It's challenging. Yeah, we've only got so many hours in the day. Okay, so, so you call them up. What are you, are you looking for them to pick up the phone, I guess, or and what sort of information are you looking to gather from that buyer? Uh, long story short, if they like the property, if they see value in where we're guiding, if they think it's too high, too low, um, and if they dislike it, maybe one or two points why they disliked it yep and that's generally and if they're interested and if they want a contract or strata or a building report just generally those bits of information but the most important one is do you like the property and do you want to keep in touch with this property well also i'd say not as not as important but i'm sure it is very important if they're not interested well it means you're not going to follow up them again on the wednesday or thursday from your standpoint right so they're not going to get another call back Yes. Later on the week saying, are you now interested? Because you know they're not interested. So I, I know a lot, of, um, a, a lot of buyers can be frustrated that an agent keeps following up, following up, following up. Um, but from an agent's perspective, we want to make sure that we've covered all bases and that you also won't be upset that we haven't followed you up. Yeah, well... Well, I was going to say that might lead into a well, story. Got, yeah, so that reminds you of a potential client speaking with me at the moment, actually, and they're really frustrated with the exact scenario. So they've they've put in two offers on some other properties and apartments, um, and both of which have missed out. And they know that the agents been, those agents on those properties have been religious, 
following up, connecting with them, saying, okay, where are you up to? So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. A new property came up with a different agent who did contact them the Monday, but the, the client here or the, the potential buyer decided to let that one go through the keeper with the thought process that agent, as you were saying, will call back, right? My buyer's like, I'm busy, I am interested, but hadn't actually communicated to them. On the Thursday, the property was sold. Right, that Ooh. buyer then is really frustrated because it's been sold for a level that's under what they expected to pay. But in fair play, they hadn't actually they hadn't bothered to call the agent up, but they were there going to me, Chris, we don't understand. Some agents are doing this. They're really following up the Monday, Tuesday, all every all our previous experience was this. And then all of a sudden with the property we liked, we got one call, that's it, and the property's been sold. Um, what is your take on that? <laughs> Uh, so my take on that is it all really depends on the real estate agent. They represent the vendor mm. and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and really it's kind of also none of your business in a very polite way. Right. But that vendor may be being like, look, we need to sell quick. We, or it might be someone's inheritance. Like they might be an old person and this oh. is all they have and they get an offer that's good enough for them to be like, we don't want to mess around here. Someone's shown interest and the agent, the agent is not going to be that completely open and honest about being like, this is the exact scenario because they've got to try and get the best price. They've got to yep. make sure it's a normal campaign, might look like it's going to auction and then the vendor turns around because an offer's come in, maybe against people's better judgment or the agent's better judgment and the person's like, you know what? Just take it, don't go back to other people. Yeah, is that definitely, as you said earlier on, understanding what the vendor's motivation is. I've yes. definitely seen it before where sometimes the vendor's purchased elsewhere. Yeah. It could be very simple that they purchased elsewhere. So as soon as they get a contract with an agreed settlement date, so that's 42 days, it means that this consequence, the sequence of that next sale, which we touched on a previous episode, can actually be done with some confidence. So for an extra 10K, 50K, even 100K, that peace of mind of getting it done could be worthwhile them just going, Rushing, maybe not rushing, but you know, moving forward with haste to secure that buyer at a good level. Uh, frustration is a buyer who has more money to spend goes, I don't get it, I missed out. I mean, good news for a buyer's agent like me, because quite often that's when they turn to me to go, Chris, can you help me get ahead of the queue and help me work through this maze? And, and it is complex. We, we sympathize with it, don't we? Yeah. Well, I was going to say the thing, the, the advantage of using a buyer's agent is one, the buyer's agent knows exactly what questions to ask. Because, and the fact that real estate agents often know that the buyer's agent isn't messing around. Yeah. They're not tire kicking. Um, I try and treat all buyers the same, but we know they're serious with someone's actually paying their money and generally a buyer's agent would have qualified this house before yeah. he goes and inspects it generally. So we know that this person is more than likely going to be serious if the buyer's agent is putting their interest forward. Yeah. Well, if you're not using a buyer's agent, I think our tips would be, when you go into inspection on Saturday, if you're going to see three properties or eight properties, pen and paper or have notes in your phone, have the property address, have you know uh, maybe price roughly, have an area for notes, and maybe even have the agent's contact details there. And then a little tick by the end saying, yeah, we're interested, no one. It doesn't mean, yes, we're interested, we're definitely buying, but yes versus no, right? So then when those calls come back on a Monday, you can bring up those notes and say, Thanks for calling. Look, then you call them. That probably is a no. It's in the wrong part of the suburb. Exactly. It's a quick call. It takes away all that frustration. 
And actually the agent's only going to respect you more. And in likelihood, agent might turn and say, okay, I heard you not like that part of the suburb, but I got another property coming up in the other part of the suburb. So that feedback has helped them present more properties or a better property option for them. And I was just going to say, before we move into our three quick cues, if you also are very specific in a way, just one or two points that you know why this is not your property, the real estate agent is also more than likely to try and help you find your property because they know that you actually know what's not the property for you and what is, and Mm -hmm. they might actually be like, they know what they're talking about. And they can start gathering more information and being like, okay, this property wouldn't be for you. This property would. Very good. All right. I think that's a nice summary there on post-inspection expectations, as we said, a bit of a wrap. Yes. We now head into three quick cues. What are the three quick cues for the people that aren't aware? First-time viewers, First-time viewers, first-time listeners, welcome. Um, Each of us, Kurt and myself, I ask each other three questions each. Those have not been provided to each other, so we don't know what the questions are going to be. It's Got a surprise. A surprise. On the spot. Short and sharp answers. Typically sort of one word for the for the second two questions, maybe a bit more on the first question. And what's the one rule, Kurt? Uh, you can't explain or defend your answer. Now, Chris, he, he's learning this little part Thanks. of the uh, the part of the game. Um but yeah, that'll we'll, come back. we'll give we'll give it a crack. We'll give it a crack. And Great. I think I'm gonna start first. All right, beautiful, get on. Question one, what is the latest time you would call an agent at night to give feedback on a property if you realize that you had interest on that property? First question, we can provide a bit of an explanation. So last night I called, it's probably around seven o'clock, but I might text after that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. We're, we're working on a... All right, for inspections, people coming to inspections, my question now, people coming to inspections, First time they're coming through the property, should they bring all their family or just come themselves? You have to pick one. Yourself. Cool, okay. Question three. Um, Now this is a personal question, it's not advice. What is the state that you would personally invest in to buy an investment property uh, with a budget of 500,000? Brisbane, Queensland, Brisbane. Uh, question four follows on a little bit of your question last week. Oh, I don't even know what question I asked last week. Well, I'll come to you in a second. So you only can use one of these two platforms, realestate.com or domain. Which one is your preference out of those two? Real estate. Okay. Interesting. Now question three, this is the, the out there question. If you had to live anywhere in the world except Australia, where would it be? Live. Live your shipping up shop from Australia. Canada. 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 Question six on to you now, my friend. Cocktails. Can you drink one of these things the rest of your life? Cocktails or beer? Beer. Very good. <laughs> well, thank you all for coming along or having a listen this week on the Sydney Property Markets. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yes. If, you, um, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on um, Spotify, press download or the notification button to keep them coming at don't even know what that's called. <laughs> Not sure either, but an auto-download. Um, as we always say, our advice is general in nature. Please uh, reach out to your professionals in the area before making any big decisions. But otherwise, thanks for dropping by. Yeah, have a fantastic week.